Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Time to talk gardening with Linda Hellinan, who joins me now. Hi, Linda. Hi, dear. Excited to talk to you again today for the sequel to our chat about No <laughs> Dig Gardens. How's yours gone? Um, mine's gone really well. It's produced very well this summer. Um, I got inspired by my last chat with you. Um, there are a few kind of weeds popping through. I don't know what weed it is in particular, but it's you know maybe like a three-leaf kind of jagged-leafed thing, and they're, they're sort of everywhere at the moment. I can just keep on topping them, though, because it's not particularly big. But, yeah, the tomatoes, the lettuce, the basil, and various other things I've put in there are all, all going mightily well, Linda. How about you? Oh, look, mine has been just the bomb. <laughs> yeah. You know how, I mean, I'm apparently a gardening expert. I've been doing it for pretty much, well, nearly 30 years now and writing about it and talking about it. And even I was amazed, though, at just how well things went. Because mm. I think sometimes when you've been gardening for a long time, you forget that if you try a slightly different approach, that you'll get a different result. Yeah. And, you know, for a long time, everyone's been planting in raised beds because they look tidy and you can have a neat path in between. Yeah. But raised beds have got all these problems, and the main problems they have is that they overheat in summer and then all of the potting mix disappears out of them and you've got to continually top them up because right. obviously compost breaks down. And so it becomes really expensive. It's expensive to build the beds. It's expensive to fill them up. Yeah. Whereas doing a no-dig garden, you're actually just growing in the ground. So, you know, we just covered ours with some compost and some cardboard and stuff and off it went. And I've got to say, I cannot believe the results I've had and also that the weeds have really not come back the way that I thought they would. Yeah. Because remember, I put blankets and things down and then put mulch on top of them. Yeah. It's worked out fantastic. Yeah. The, and, and the idea is that eventually the, the stuff you put down on the base kind of rots away or disappears. Would that, that will happen with the blanket, will it, or has happened? No, no. So what I did is I used all synthetic things on paths. So where I wasn't going to be growing in my vegetable garden, where, where I'm just going to be walking, I use things that won't break down. So like, yeah. you know how you get throws, people get you those throws from like the warehouse and they're made out of, mm. I don't know what, but it's not cotton. Yeah. And so th those things have all stayed there. And then under the actual beds, I used corrugated cardboard. And oh, yeah. we just recently finished putting together like a cheap flat pack kitchen from Bunnings. And so I had all these big boxes. Yeah. And so I used those under my spuds. And when I dug the spuds up, the only thing to show that there were cardboard boxes there originally were just the little plastic labels that I would just <laughs> dig out with the spuds. So it shows you how effective the worms are at getting up and the moisture is at getting down. Yeah, and, and quite good. Yeah. If, I mean, uh, the, the place I've put mine, it's very inhospitable soil. But you're really you're sort of conditioning and cultivating the soil yourself by doing this, aren't you? Yeah, and the idea is, is that by continually building up, so my, some of my beds have got quite high now because I've obviously got quite big lawns and so when I mow them I've got lots of grass clippings. And so I've been putting those in and also I've been mulching up green waste. So if I've got veggie scraps and things like that from the garden, like you know the lower leaves of brassicas, I can just mulch those up with my ride-on and then put those in as well. Mm -hmm. And so some of them are really deep. And when it's dry, as it has been, I'm amazed at how the moisture is only about probably three inches down. 
So the roots of the plants are actually doing really well, and then everything is growing really quickly. So I'm, I'm, I'm a bit like one of those beginner gardeners, I think, where, you know, the joy that you get when you first give something a crack and it works out well. I hadn't thought about adding grass clippings, but, um, but yeah, mine's looking a little bit bare in places. I just put some pea straw on, I think, so maybe I need to top it up with some uh, extra organic material. Yeah, I mean, obviously I live in the country, so I've got lots of stuff. You know, I use the wool from the sheep. <laughs> that, works, that works really well. I mean, Does it? It's a bit ugly. bit ugly, I've got to say, but it stops, it stops other things too. Like it stops the birds scratching it up because they can't really scratch the wool the way they can grass clippings. Mm-hmm. So that's worked out well. Yeah, haven't managed to uh, keep the cat out though. Oh my goodness. So I got a new cat at Christmas time and the damn thing, he just thinks it's one giant litter bed and because it's all so friable and free draining, he gets in there and there is, Dirt flying in every direction. <laughs> mm. said, same thing happened to me on day one with someone else's cat, and uh, I thought that was going to be an ongoing thing, but it was just, as you pointed out, it was just, a, I think, the cat letting me know who was boss on the first day of my new garden. Um, yeah, and you, you need an edging sometimes too, eh? So I've just been laying down like spent parsley and stuff like that, or the old corn, the stalks from the corn on the edges of the garden to sort of stop birds and cats scratching oh, yeah. and stuff out. Yeah. Um, do you reckon it's cost you much? No, well, see, this is the beauty of it, is that if you consider building a raised bed where you need, you know, a bit of construction material to start off with, but that continual topping up of soil, the main thing that I've bought is arborist mulch. So I've bought it by the trailer load. So it takes about two and a half trailer loads to do the entire garden, like so from one, and it's a little paddock, basically, it's not small. And I buy just a really cheap, hot mix. So it's basically just mulched up trees that haven't broken down and so that yeah. lasts pretty well but even that's like it's $35 for a trailer load you know it's pretty good value yeah. and that's kept all the weeds out so I can't complain um, yeah I sometimes see a pile of that around the community um, you know free to a good home there's no problem with using that it's often it's often sort of just freshly crunched up leaves and things isn't it well, it's perfect for paths because it's hot. So what what you don't want to do is add fresh mulch like that onto your garden because as it breaks down, it takes all the goodness out of the soil. But if you're trying to keep weeds at bay, um, it's perfect because obviously it's hot. So it actually is physically hot to touch sometimes as it's mm. breaking down and it's cheap. So yeah, go for it. Okay. Well, I w- sorry, you, you say it takes the goodness out of your garden. I would have thought putting mulch on top of it, it's going to break down into your garden and, and help the soil. It sort of does, but what it does is it takes the nitrogen out because it's carbon. So basically as it's breaking down, it needs things to help it break down. So it takes those things out of the soil. That's why when you buy garden mulch from a landscape supplier or in bags, it's always aged mulch that's already broken down. So it's already done that first initial breakdown. So yeah, so aged mulch is the total opposite. Aged mulch you use on all your beds to keep the moisture in, but it doesn't break down as actively as the fresh stuff. Good to know. Okay, thank you. So if people are inspired after hearing this, they can uh, go back and find my first conversation with you, which I reckon would have been, what, October? I was about October. Yeah. Yeah, and if I can just do a quick plug. I'm actually, I just decided because I, I spent the whole day tidying my garden yesterday. I thought, you know what, I'm going to open it up to the public this weekend. Yeah. So if you do live anywhere near South Auckland, you're welcome to come and visit and just go check me out on, if you look at lindahellman.co.nz, you'll find out all the details. Oh, how cool. Um, Emily asks, she says, I've got very high lead in my soil, so I now have raised beds, which I don't really like. Could a no-dig garden be safe for our vegetables? Well, yeah, and you could start a no-dig garden in those raised beds. That's the other option is instead of using store-bought garden mix, just start adding good stuff to the raised beds continually, and then you no-dig on top, basically. So you're not digging down all the time. You've got all that goodness already in there. Okay. 
Nice to talk to you as always. Thank you. It's good fun. LindaHelenin.co.nz if you're nearby South Auckland and you'd like to go have a look for yourself. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.